Hi, this is Carrie Life Art and you are listening to podcast Body is a Temple in this episode. I knew there was something that has uh, that had the necessity to be brought together in order to attain fulfillment. I knew that for me and as I understand um, creation um, life itself, Genesis, um, it's feminine in, 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 by definition. But inside that, uh, the masculine and the feminine is contained, and it only works properly when, when they are dancing um, together, and when they take the most of each part at each moment. So for me, it was obviously necessary to reclaim the feminine in me and be in peace with the feminine so that I then uh, was able to, uh, to construct and really find my true uh, male power um, only by knowing and acknowledging and, and embracing the shadow slash feminine in me. Uh, and from there, then I was able to take decisions. So the masculine then comes in and starts making decisions, uh, creating strategy in doing. So the being and the doing start being one. Um, and, and this becomes a whole. Hi, this is Carrie Life Art, and you are listening to Body is a Temple, podcast that will motivate and inspire you to live longer and look younger. Enjoy the show. Hi, guys, it's Carrie Life Art, and welcome to the episode 45 of Body is a Temple podcast. And my guest in this episode is Alex. Uh, we record this here in Tulum, Mexico. Alex is sharing his story, so I don't want to spoil it at the very beginning about being a CEO of international companies, being kidnapped here in Mexico at the age of 20 and what was his journey to transition from very dry business world to more heart oriented and more spirit oriented approach to business also and uh, how we can benefit from in tuning into our heart and higher self and uh, our authenticity in our business to uh, up level it to make it better to make it more conscious. And this is super beautiful because this is part of the holistic health. You know, the, the health is not only a healthy salad and the push-up or any other workout that you're doing or a yoga class that you're gonna take. This is also your health in your career. Are you aligned? Um, are your heart, soul is aligned with your income and with what you're doing or you need to suffer or push yourself to do things that you don't really want to do for money. A very important topic I believe and for everybody who is interested to just contribute to this planet and make their business meaningful this is the episode that you should listen to. But I want to talk a little bit also at the beginning about the sponsors of my podcast. And first of all, I want to ask you for the support. And the only support that I'm expecting and that is super important for me is your feedback. So please leave the comment if you took anything from this podcast. We are talking about what you can start doing from today. So a simple thing that can change your your mood, your life, your business also. And this helps me to keep going. And this makes my work with the podcast more meaningful because this is my true mission to tell the story to people that can change their life because many stories I heard on other podcasts that I am listening to change my life and I want to share this beautiful gift because as my guru, well maybe he's not claim himself a guru but um, he's a spiritual teacher, uh, his name is Ram Das. so He's always saying that everybody who is going uh, on the spiritual journey must accept the responsibility of sharing what we've learned. 
And this is what I am doing with my podcast, with my spiritual health and physical journey. Do you guys hear the birds? <laughs> so nice mm, background soundtrack, I hope, for you. So yes, so that's why I'm doing this podcast. And it's the super important for me just to hear your feedback. And the best way to do it is reach me on the Instagram or on the Facebook or leave the comment in the iTunes, in the Apple podcast, uh, subscribe, leave the five star review over there. Body is a temple. If you are listening to this on the iTunes, you already and know probably how to do it. So uh, when it comes to social media, you can find me under at Kari, K-A-R-I, dot life, dot art. It's uh, Instagram and Facebook. You can also send me email, very easy um, name for the email. It's also Kari, dot life, dot art, at gmail.com. And that will really, really uh, help me to understand you know what what was the thing that you took from the podcast and what can I how can I take it to be a better interviewer in the next episode so now a little bit about sponsors of uh, this episode so actually the first sponsor uh, is myself and my online stretching courses and uh, if you don't know me already um, the stretching is my flexibility is my big passion I am gonna have my 40th birthday this year. I'm keep improving my stretching and flexibility. And this is also something that helps me to overcome many um, body pain issues um, while I'm training other sports like pole dance or uh, uh, weightlifting also because that helps me to be healthy at this age and uh, have a healthy joints and healthy movement and uh, keep going with the heavy weights and keep going with lifting my body on the pole also and achieving more and more difficult tricks at uh, this age and that's why I'm super passionate about also sharing this knowledge with others in my courses. You can find at the moment a course that is connected with making a split at any age, but also overcoming a lower back because this is one of the most common issues that I came across working with other people also. And I experienced this also myself. So I'm sharing in this course, very simple five minutes a day exercises, either to achieve the split in one month or get rid of the back pain and prevent also potential future pain in the back. And why I am thinking that my stretching courses and classes are better than courses or that you could came across uh, in the internet. Because I believe that many people have a solid understanding of the physical side of stretching, but it's only a mechanical process. The human body is much more complex than that. The mechanical approaches to stretching don't offer the true depth of stretching scientifically. It is well known in many healing arts that muscle joints and connective tissues all respond to one's thoughts, feelings and emotions. This is clearly defined when we study the anatomy of yoga and the chakra system. Each party, the internal and the external, is linked to associated chakra and corresponding to the mental emotional challenges that are unresolved in the individual. Tight muscles often result from such energy being stored in the body. So I'm using stretching also to overcome some of your past traumas. Even if I don't know what the trauma might be, uh, through my exercises, I'm pushing through tense body parts to help you release emotions and help you to have healthier body. Another partner of my podcast is a brand that supports you from the nutrition point of view. You might already know that the plant-based diet goes a long way to help protect you, but I bet you can't guess what is 
actually the most alkaline plant-based food in the entire world. I'm gonna give you a few hints. It's a single cell organism, it's 4 billion years old, and it's endorsed by NASA and the United Nations. So it's not only my woo-woo thinking that this food is such a nutrient dense and such a healing and has such a healing proper properties so it's a science-based solid knowledge and if you haven't guessed already i'm gonna tell you right now what is this food and this is algae algae that has been a closely guarded secret of the celebrities or at least for decades but now it's your turn to learn about it and benefit from it. My favorite algae brand is Energy Beat, and I interviewed Katrin in the episode 15, who is um, explaining why this algae is a 100% organic and natural, how, what kind of water she used to grow uh, algae and how she harvested and how she dehydrated and uh, what kind of types of algae she's uh, using uh, in her products and what kind of mixture and what you can benefit from Crolerla and what you can benefit from Spirulina. So I really recommend you, if you're not convinced yet, to try this product, to listen to episode 15. And of course, all my listeners are having a promo code. It's Kari Life Art without any dots in between. So all together, capital letters, carry life art. And of course, in the show notes of this episode, you will find the link to my stretching programs and also to Energy Beat website. So thank you so much for listening to this intro. And now we are going straight to the interview with Alex. Enjoy the show. Hi guys, welcome to The Body is a Temple, another episode. Um, my guest today is Alex, and we're going to talk about um, being a spiritual innerpreneur. Welcome, Alex. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me here. So we are in Tulum, and we met uh, over here. And uh, I want to start this conversation with just um, asking you to guide the audience through your story. So tell where you were born, where you were growing up. Let's start with this one. I'm going to try to keep it short. I was, I was born in Mexico City, um, 30 something years back. Um, spent my childhood in Mexico City. And then as my family is from Spain, then I moved to Spain when I was a little boy. Uh, and then moved to boarding school in, in London, in England, um, during my teenage um, years. So, yeah, basically spent my whole life between those three, those three countries. Um, I went to um, Parsons School of Design in New York, doing um, architecture, interior design. Um, at the same time, I was doing business school. So I'm a, I have a major in international business and also a double degree in international relations. Then I did a master's in interior design for retail um, and a master's degree on global strategy. So yeah, that's regarding my academic background. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so pretty much uh, like, a, like a path of the normal human being. And how, how was your experience at the time during like growing up and your family life? Like, did you came across any uh, religious practices or spiritual practices? Well, I had the fortune um, of coming from a non-traditional family uh, in both sides, my, my mother's line and my father's line. Um, my father's line comes from um, gypsy, lineage mm -hmm. so I was born like knowing the esoteric holistic way of living um, so from my mother's line she's been um, caring about plants and doing alternative medicine and stuff so I was born with um, spirituality as a practice ever since I was a little kid I went to a Catholic school when I was when I was a kid but I've never never practiced that so I was very open from the very beginning to spirituality as a whole no, not following rules or, or dogma or, or, or things like that mm -hmm. uh, and what was your thinking at that time why did you choose 
this uh, particular studies and this particular path at the beginning to like learn about the architecture, design and business? Like what was at that time your goals? Well, I was born in, in, this, in this family um, in the fashion industry. My family owns a very big company uh, manufacturing and selling wedding gowns. So I was, I was a lot in touch with the um, creative spirit of, of the being, so, so called the feminine as way. So I, I discovered myself, my sexuality and my life, like being in balance of the two of these sides ever since I was a kid. Um, I, was, I was sort of forced to do business school for, because it, it was something more uh, appropriate and, and useful for my family. Uh, but I always like try to do the, the, the side thing of, of things. This is why I ended up um, doing design, not fashion, because I was reluctant to be part of the family business. Um, but I did uh, interior design that was very close. My taste was very good all the time. So I was like just making the most out of my, my skills uh, ever since, since then. So um, I struggled with, uh, I didn't struggle, but coming from, from this um, Mexican Spanish uh, societies in which um, machismo and patriarchy is very present. I struggled regarding my, my, my sexuality, not because of me, of my, of my family, but because of um, the conditions of, of the country and the, and the loss and the, and the way of thinking. So I was always trying to, to know the world, meet different people, and, and, and really open myself and open my mind to new experiences. Um, I, was, I was very nerdy in school. I, I always liked school, so this is why I got to, to accomplish many degrees. Um, so when I discovered spirituality um, formally, and that happened ever, uh, after a very dramatic experience I had back in Mexico, I was kidnapped uh, when I was 20 um, for a very long time. So I had a lot of time blindfolded and in chains uh, to spend in, um, with myself. So I discovered um, this power of my soul for being free and not being present after... Um, regardless of all the pain that I was, I was being um, put pressure, pressure on, on me. Uh, so then I moved back to, to London. I moved back to London and, um, and started really getting deep into what I considered something that was interesting. I got my first call from the uh, Druid studies, the ancient Celtic um, studies um, regarding the British Islands. I spent lots of time in there, so that was my call. And then uh, after that, I knew there was a feminine part of it that was much more resonating uh, with what I believed. And um, I recognized the pattern of the necessity of bringing the, 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 the sacred feminine in order to balance uh, millennial patriarchy uh, so that we become full in ourselves and, and that's the very beginning of, of it all. I wasn't thinking this, this was becoming a something, a way of living, but by then I was, it was resonating, resonating with me and, and with my purpose. Yes, thank you for sharing that. I want to dive a little bit deeper with, with your experience with the Mexican culture and the machismo. Um, even though we are living in quite modern times, I feel like so many people are still struggling in being indoctrinated in a certain culture that's limiting them because the parents, the society, the religion requires certain behaviors or finishing a certain studies. And even though that we are to, in theory like so much free and we can do whatever we want, people are still uh, meeting that the, the, the family is like ex uh, have some expectation over them and they need to kind of discover that uh, who their true self is. So what was your path to kind of not being cut in this, um, this Mexican tradition and like trying to see a bigger picture that they can be a different way of living, that they can be a different way of thinking and it's okay that you're, if you feel like you don't want to follow this path of this culture, like there's nothing wrong with this and you are perfectly complete and whole with, you know, whatever you, you feel and, and want to do in life. So it's, it's a very complicated um, topic to discuss um, 
culture is really embedded in, in every single family. So we learned um, that there's a certain way of behaving that it's, accept that it's acceptable, that includes the way of loving. And, and the way of loving um, regarding your family. So if you love your family, you, you should um, be compliant to what they are uh, expecting from you, especially when, the, uh, when you come from a family with a certain last name and then a certain business and profession. So you must follow the same path in order to keep respect and honor what they have been doing for you in the past. So for me, I was, I was sort of playing the black sheep, uh, the black sheep of the family all the time, because I was the one uh, always wanted to be abroad and always interested in, in knowing other cultures and ways of living. You were just mentioning we met here in Tulum, and Tulum is like a bubble, because I've lived in, in, in very big cities all around the world. And, and this is, I think, for sure, the most cosmopolitan place I've ever been like. There's people from everywhere, literally. And living in authenticity, from authenticity, like really expressing themselves and sharing their gifts. So that's, that's an amazing thing. So for me, it was about, um, I think it touches exactly the same line. So it was about self-knowledge and, and recognizing what is, what is it that was and is important for me. And then just apply... Uh, the decision and the responsibility of making my values being re in, in resonance with myself and from there making decisions um, regardless uh, of, of, of the need maybe to get away or, or get distance from the family, from the blood family and then um, choose the, the chosen family being redundant. Uh, so it's about letting go and, and surrendering and releasing and, and honoring because there's nothing wrong about like getting away or, or, or putting some distance in between if it's not resonating with you. And it's not disrespectful. It's just, it was just not my way. So I needed to express my way and find the best sort of alternative possible for me to, um, to offer. Uh, and service and impact society that I found it's it's part of my soul's purpose. And did you have the moments where you knew that are you going to make some decisions that your family don't like and how did you cope with that? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. It it, it it's been taking a time to to be fully uh, free from that. Um it's hard. It's hard because um, there's many expectations um, built around a certain person. Um, there's certain things a family and your surrounding things you need to fulfill and you need to pursue in order to be successful. Uh, but I found that uh, over time the concept of success is, is really relative to, to every person. So what success means for them, it's not necessarily applicable to me. So yeah, I think it was it was about like really knowing um, myself and and being and being firm and, and decisive on my position uh, for just really reclaiming what was important for me um, in all respect and in all honor of my family. But when it was crossing my boundaries, and I think the topic around boundaries is really important. When it was crossing the boundaries, I I, I set up for myself, and then I knew there was something wrong. And then um, for me, self-preservation was more important than, um, than giving play to it to someone else, even if it was my family, my closest family. Mm -hmm. Can I ask about the kidnapping uh, area? Can we talk about this? Yeah, absolutely, yeah? absolutely. Okay. How old were you when it happened? I was, I was 20, yeah, 20, 21. And how did you cope with the situation you, you been away you didn't know you know when the rescue gonna come how long you're gonna be there like what actually is going on in the outside world like did you already had some spiritual background that helped you to go through this challenge yeah that's a very interesting question nobody has uh, asked that before um so i was living in paris by then um studying in paris and then i was spending midterm um, mm -hmm. um spring break um, Easter vacation holiday here in back in Mexico City, um, where the headquarters of uh, my family business are. And um, yeah, there were, it was a risky moment back in then. Uh, kidnapping was a thing in, in Mexico City, and and the eyes were on my family, 
wealthy family and uh, always with bodyguards and stuff. It was like maybe 10 years or so that I was not living in Mexico. So my conception of security and uh, safety was very different. So for me, it was just like really easy to um, took a car from, from the garage and drive somewhere, not knowing there was, there was already a risk implicit in it. So that happened. It was, it was really violent uh, and it lasted for weeks. Uh, but yes, and, and curiously, I had, of course, I had my, um, my learnings. I, I told you before I went to Catholic school. So when I was, when I was in chains in my hands, I, I knew perfectly. I, I, I've been in love with malas and rosaries ever since I remember. So when I counted the, the, the links on the chain, it was exactly 108. So it was, it was the perfect number for me to, to mantralize. So I started doing mantras with my chains and enter a very deep state of meditation without knowing. I guess I was remembering, and, it, and it was, that was the way um, of my soul to, to take me back to then. Um, so it was no formal training by then. I mean, uh, I had the learnings and the lessons from uh, both my grandmothers in, in their own area. I mean, I learned to, um, to read tarot when I was six, seven because of my, my grandmother. And then I knew about plants, and of course I knew about spirituality, more religion because of uh, school, uh, but not really training on spirituality. It was really young, and I was in my rebel years, so spirituality was not really a thing for me until then. That was, of course, a life changer. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like really interesting because you know when we are not forced to be in this kind of situation, people you know going for retreats and pay paying money to do this kind of stuff. But uh, there are many research about like also I was uh, while I was living in Iceland, I was using the uh, floating tanks. This is like a sensor deprivation chamber. And this is also a very important tool for relaxation and a deep step meditation. But they done the study and um, that people who are like consciously just going because they want to go to this kind of chambers. Uh, it's a, it's a perfect tool for meditation. While in when people are like forced to be in this kind of chamber and they use it as a kind of a torture method, there's like totally different uh, perception of of this tool. So yeah, and and this is a quite of a little bit of similar because you were forced and you didn't know how long you're gonna be, uh, but you could kind of squeeze it to take a little bit for yourself and for yourself so congratulations thank you thank do you. you do you perceive this as something that changed your life did you like start to behave different after this yeah absolutely uh from there everything everything changed i mean it was not solved like my whole life as i was i was young but of course uh, my perception of values and what was important for me changed a lot. So from there, I knew that the value number one for me and, and, and the preservation um, thing, uh, subject that I will be like focusing and, and doing my life around was freedom. So I understood that freedom has no price and, and that, that it, for me was the most important. So I would do from then on everything possible to keep my freedom going and I was like living in the place that I like to and expressing myself in the way I, I, I would love to and being around the people I want to without following necessarily the, the, the rules of, of society, of, of, of family, of conditioning, of, um, of all these things that made no sense for me, especially after being close to death. There was this point in, after several weeks of being um, in darkness and with n not a lot of motion, in which I knew I was, I was, I was about to die. I knew it was, it was absolutely out of my control, out of my hands. And, and I knew the, 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 the most possible outcome was, was for me to die. And I was at peace by then with that. So I think it was, that was really releasing and liberating for me because once you know you are no longer here, then things start like um, losing the sense of importance. Many of the things that we consider um, relevant uh, became nothing. So of course it was it was a breakthrough in my life. Yes, uh, usually the the things that we perceive at the beginning as the worst things in our life become the best because they push us to start finally living the life yeah. that we want. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that uh, story. And um, 
what kind of experience do you have to build the clarity of what do you want in life and who do you want to become and to write you know the book that you are want to publish this year the spiritual entrepreneur and like what kind of i don't know retreats what kind of mentors you met on the way like how did you uh, yeah build the, the clarity of who you are right now Well, I, t- I told you about my academic background before. Mm-hmm. Then I started my spiritual training when I was when I was young as well. So very soon after after the kidnapping, so around my my twenty second birthday, I started doing pilgrimages to to Celtic lands, and then I was trained for over fifteen years in in Avalon. So I am a priestess of Avalon, not a priest, but a priestess, um, which has nothing to do with gender, but the archetype: service, love, communication, integration, building community. Um, temples serving basically, which is different from what Where we consider. Uh, Glastonbury, England, so okay. it's south of London uh, in the Somerset. Uh, Ava- um, Glastonbury or Avalon is considered to be the the heart chakra of the world, mm-hmm. so it's the unconditional love emanation point um, for the world. There's pilgrimages happening uh, all the time from all sorts of uh, spiritual traditions and paths going to this place um, it's a very it's a very nice place in in terms of uh, energetic vortex and, and it was a life changer for me so uh, what happened after many years of, uh, of being incorporated I was CEO for um, for a couple of companies in Mexico and in Europe and uh, doing international business for so long uh, but I I had always my spiritual practice on the side so for me there was Um, trying to, I, it was about trying to balance myself um, when doing the business and then taking some weeks off for doing a retreat or doing a course or doing something on side of myself. So it was like at a point I was feeling like I was fighting and I was becoming and I was like parting myself and not being whole and not being complete. So I started uh, giving conferences, talks and workshops like maybe four or five years ago to executives, uh, C-level executives or corporates, uh, talking about the importance of mindfulness and the importance of uh, being humanized uh, and, and not considered just uh, a number in, in a corporate. And I was doing the same thing for um, Goddess Conference in England and in other places, talking about uh, the importance of valuing the gift of sharing and caring and how does um, holistic service venture or, or business can, can become profitable because it is, it is an exchange. So basically, two years ago, I noticed I was giving the same speech to different audiences because when I was speaking to business people, the auditorium of 200-300 people was filled with, with 95% men. And then when I was talking about spirituality, I was speaking to 300 people. People auditorium filled with 95% women. So I was like, there's something wrong in here. There's there's a disconnection that must not exist because we were talking about the same. So I started bringing, for to start, bringing myself together into one and just um, make conciliation between these two parts of mine and started developing this method on, on, on the balance. My led studies on, on the um, uh, spiritual Pat was uh, I was I was ordained as a priest of Sophia Christos, which is the the, the divine sacred uh, marriage between the masculine and the feminine. The whole story around Mary Magdalene and Master Jeshua, and that goes back all the way Egypt with Osiris and Isis, and way beyond with with um, Inanna and Enlil and um, and and all that sort. So. I knew there was something that has uh, that had the necessity to be brought together in order to attain fulfillment. I knew that for me, and as I understand um, creation, um, life itself, Genesis, um, it's feminine in, 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 by definition. But inside that, uh, the masculine and the feminine is contained, and it only works properly when when they are dancing. Um, to get them when they take the most of each part at each moment. So for me, it was obviously necessary to reclaim the feminine in me and be in peace with the feminine so that I then uh, was able to uh, to construct and really find my true uh, male power um, 
only by knowing and acknowledging and, and embracing the shadow slash feminine in me. Uh, and from there, then I was able to take decisions. So the masculine then comes in and starts making decisions, uh, creating strategy in doing. So the being and the doing start being one. Um, and, and this becomes a whole. So the meditation um, that I learned from the, from the spiritual part and the mindfulness that I learned from the business masculine part became a new concept, which is contemplation. And from contemplation, uh, you're able to, um, to make out of everything that you do in your daily life, um, which is mundane sacred, just by contemplating and giving the, 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 the right amount of attention and value to it. And that was the very root for me for developing what I call spiritual transactions. That, that is indeed that every sort of exchange, interaction, relationship, or um, activity we share with someone else has an exchange. We are all um, energy manifested in different ways. More solid or less solid, but everything is energy. And sometimes that energy is manifested in what we call money, paper money or, or, or wealth. But wealth comes in many ways. So uh, for me, it's, it's about reconciliating these two parts. So to know that wealth and, uh, and the, the right amount of energy flow comes only when you acknowledge both of these sides. There is no point in going from retreat to retreat to retreat to retreat, from course to course to course to course. If you don't have the time to integrate it, digest it, and really start applying it. And how do you apply it? Through the masculine, which is the doing, which is the going out into the world, which is speaking out, which is doing something for others. Um, so then the balance comes into into something, into manifesting way of doing and, and really creating impact. Yeah, thank you. Beautiful. I want to talk more about this. Like, what can you advise to the people to like they can start uh, balancing this uh, this dance, this conversation between masculine and feminine in their life? Like you talk about the meditation, um, contemplation. Like, can you give some like an tools some practices like that you do to kind of like be more connected to this both sides of yourself yeah it's it's really easy i mean it sounds really really complex when we talk about meditation to someone that has never practiced it it sounds like you need to go to the peak of a mountain and stay there sitting by uh, for hours or days in order to attain meditation i think it's it's a process and i always when i when i teach my classes i keep on teaching the the, the ways and the paths of the goddess when I teach to, to beginners about meditation, I just I use do a metaphor and I said this is like like sports basically. If you are if you're being trained for going to the Olympics, you need to spend time training. You need to spend time uh, to build up resistance and endurance and force and speed and and all that. So this is for, to to start. This is something that people need to know. It's not going to happen from one day to the other. You need to start little by little, step by step. So it's, it's enough, like starting with three, five-minute meditation every day so that you take the time to do it. That'll say on the meditation side. Mindfulness is about like really acknowledging one of the, of the five pillars of my, uh, that I mentioned in my book is um, being present. Uh, and that means literally knowing that there is no past and no future, but only what is existent in here. So um, with knowing that, uh, the surrendering part comes, and then um, the f which is the flow in which things uh, take direction. So when you put these two things together uh, through contemplation, um, it's only necessary to take maybe five seconds before making anything consciousness, um, consciously, sorry. Um, and then by the end of the day, I mean, if you take five seconds to know what you're doing before you start eating, or if you take five seconds before going into the shower, or if you take five seconds between, uh, before start talking to someone, by the end of the day, you'll be spending uh, plenty of hours in contemplation, which is meditation slash mindfulness. 
Yeah, I like that. I'm going to start practicing <laughs> from today. <laughs> My next question is, what does it mean to you to be a whole man? To be, to be a whole man? Yeah. So I think it has to do with, um, with the answer I, I, I gave before. It, um, it's, it's really um, feeling aligned feeling cohesive and feeling congruent in mind, um, in body, and in soul, which is the balance. I always do this allegory metaphor and um, that the human being, the, the men, uh, women, or any expression of it, it's like a table, table standing on, on, three, on three foot like, like that one over there. So it's, if it's really um, one of these legs missing, um, the, the table's gonna fall. So it's about taking care of the importance of these three areas of your life and knowing that each one of them is really important, as important as the, as the other one. So it's really knowing what your body represents and it's not only the physical body, our physical body, which of, of course includes uh, our health and, 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 and our well-being, but then our wealth uh, in terms of money or, or financial position, that's also included in the body. Um, and I was just giving a conference yesterday and somebody asked me, because uh, I talk about financial freedom and, and, and what is it, it's something that has become a, a topic lately. Uh, and, 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 he, and, and she asked me, what is it that financial freedom is for you? And I told her, for me, financial freedom is um, having the possibility of generating all the resources you need to live the life you want to live without needing to spend it. Without needing to spend it, like literally like spending, like paying for stuff. So it's like you're generating m more than you need to pay for like bills. More or less like that. Yeah, sort of. I mean, you generate um, everything that you need, but you don't need to spend it. I mean, you don't feel the, the, the necessity, the urge to spend the money. Because you learn to value what is it that is important for you. So you uh, balance how much effort you need to put into something to gain uh, that money. Uh, but then you don't, you don't really need to spend it on it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because there's an underlying value uh, underneath underneath the concept. Um, so for me, that is uh, attending the, the, the body part. Then the, the mind part, of course, is, has to be um, active, which means being creative, which means being resourceful, which includes learning, which includes having deep conversations, which include building up good relationships, which includes also uh, being able to keep on learning. Uh, and, and being surprised by what um, life brings all the time. And spirituality lately, for me, it's the ultimate connection with uh, the high purpose of ourselves. So for me, uh, the practice, whatever is the practice you decide to have, um, it is for me a way of, 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 keep, of keeping this part of, of, your, of, of yourself, myself, ourselves healthy. Um, it doesn't have to do with a uh, with specific path, but it's about being grateful and, on, and honoring the possibility of learning and appreciating nature and caring for each other and really generating impact from the possibi possibilities and, and positions of privilege that some of us have um, regarding or compared to other people um, in the world. I mean, we are right now here in, in this paradise living world well, so there's a lot of people suffering in other places. So it's not about like worrying and start suffering because there's people um, that doesn't have and don't have the possibility of, of, of being here, but just being empathetic and, and knowing that uh, from the place that we are, doing the best that we can, connecting to our soul's purpose, then uh, we're resonating and, and creating change for, for the whole. Yes, beautiful. Totally agree with that. Uh, your first book, uh, The Inner in innerpreneur, correct? Innerpreneur, yeah. <laughs> yes. Can you debug what does it mean? <laughs> well, it's exactly that. There's um, in business. There's there's a con there's a concept of um, of being an, an entrepreneur, yes. which is creating businesses, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the old school way of creating businesses. Um, the main world was or has been making money. Then there was a concept created uh, within the big corporates. Um, of these people being creative and trying to get out of the box and, 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 and making 
new bringing new ideas or trying to 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 change things within the company and they were called entrepreneurs so for me the real um, the real game changer is when you become an entrepreneur which is making out of your soft skills of your of your abilities qualities gifts put out into the world so that that aligned to your spirit, which is your purpose, brings you totality, wholeness, completeness, oneness. So this book is a guide on how to perceive this masculine and feminine divided and split into, and bring it into one, so that the next project you have, and that applies not only um, to, um, to businesses with, um, yeah, or, or, or ventures with money goals or, or um, I'm not going to say success because success, again, is relative. But, yeah, let's say to gain money. But relationships and, and, and personal projects also work in the same way. So a new relationship with a partner, with a loving partner, uh, it's a spiritual entrepreneurship. It's, it's a whole new thing. It's a whole new venture that you're starting with. And it all happens because of spiritual transactions. So it's the amount of time, quality, skills, uh, knowledge, wisdom that I share with you or with someone else and that I have to receive back, um, adjust, fair trade for that. It not necessarily happens immediately or in the same way. And we know that because with loving partners, um, there's personalities and there's different ways of expressing love. So the way I do express love and share myself with you is not the same way that usually the other will express himself, herself back to me. But it's knowing that it comes and it, and it requires the establishment of boundaries. But more, more specifically, and or aligned to boundaries, it has to do with the value I give to myself and my characteristics to know what is the proper exchange of the energy I'm investing in something so that I get it back. And usually when it's made, when that is made in the proper way, it compacts like multiplied like by many times. Mm, beautiful. And I want to ask also about the book that you are about to publish soon. Can you tell more like when it's going to um, be officially? <laughs> so it's, it's really funny. This took a while because um, I started writing the book on November 19th. So that was a few months before COVID. So it was already finished, maybe by March, by, yeah, by February. I was like just missing two chapters. But the subtitle of the, of the book is How to Overcome Crisis, A Guide to How to Overcome Crisis. And then COVID hit, and then the pandemic hit. So mostly all of my chapters were like, oh, maybe I need to do something before publishing. So um, I add on a couple of things and, and revise a couple of things. Because for me, uh, this sort of was my dissertation, like really applying this guide into what was happening about the pandemic. I was living in London by then. So I was, I was trapped in Mexico City because I came for some visa paperwork and then I was not able to leave. So I got stuck in there and then moved to Tulum um, to get away from the, from the city. So uh, it's, finally, it's finally finished. It's, uh, uh, so it's been released uh, late August, um, and it'll be available in all platforms, uh, Amazon. It'll be digital and paperback, so it'll be available very soon. And the title is Spiritual Innerpreneur. The Spiritual Innerpreneur. Yes, correct. <laughs> and so what are you, like you're talking about the overcoming crisis, like can you tell more about the book, like what is in there? So the book is, um, is a guide. It, it's, um, it's for me the way in which I translated all my years in business school together with all my years in spiritual training without um, the fancy, complicated words and concepts and, and, and needs of understanding. I'm not diminishing or, or anything, but this is, this is a, a first step, I would say, for people wanting to integrate and help uh, complete lives uh, on it. So I go... Um, I establish five pillars in this book, as I mentioned before, um, and then I develop um, the major topics in our lives, basically. So I would say my, the five pillars are, it is what it is, 
and we all know what that represents. Uh, then sweet surrender, enjoy the ride, this too shall pass. And I'm forgetting one of the, one, I'm forgetting the thick one, so that, that remains as a, as a question for those listening to this. And then I um, went on, on, on trying to, to explain and, 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 and talk about the main topics in our lives, uh, which has to do with love, uh, with health and, 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 and food. With, um, and then included, I included uh, some practices of mine like fasting and intermittent, intermittent fasting. And then I talked about relationships. And, and then I talked about, uh, about how to start something, how to start ventures. And then I talk about strategy and how do you uh, apply strategy in all of the areas of your life. And uh, yeah, it's, it's 18 chapters um, talking about the main topics in our lives. And that is applicable to every single topic around our lives, from the very personal ones to the most elaborate ones in, in let's say, in corporate business. Because at the end, uh, my intention is uh, to discover the, the, the emotion and the, and the energy beneath every sort of situation, so to know that everything is resonating in the same frequency um, when it's originated. And then it's disguised or, or, or it takes um, shape and form in a different way when it's manifested in, in this 3D dimension. So yeah, it's it's sort of a, a book that you can have it in, in, uh, as, as as a coffee table book, just to read one or two pages in a while. You can read it the whole thing. You can work one chapter and stay there and and, and do the exercises I I, um, I offer in there, or you can just read it whole and then go over it over and over again. I mean I mean uh, I've been reading my own book like hundreds of times in order to make it and for me it's um it's it's amazing because for me every single time that i read my own words i get to discover more of what i was trying to say when i was when i was writing so i really hope that this is translated and that people reading the book had the same possibility and the same gift i've been having by reading by reading these words it's 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 um, it's the sum of lots of courses, lots of books, lots of teachings, teachers, experiences um, that I've went in my life. Um, talking about um, my loss, my family losses, my my kidnapping experiences, and, and, and letting people know there is no necessity of of suffering or having hard time in order to understand the basics and the essence of these topics. Uh, so if you understand really what it's underneath this thing, uh, you can avoid and simplify your life a lot and start living the life you want to live. Mm-hmm. Couple of last questions. If you could advise to the listener uh, something that can uh, they can start doing uh, from today in their business that will up-level their business, not only in a financial way, but also with the lay of with the way of aligned more with themselves, like what what could be what could it be like one one thing one simple thing that they can help like that could help to up level the business and gain more like whatever they want to create with their business because not on uh, the money part is important of course but it also comes with who we are more aligned if we are really putting our heart and we are like knowing how to create and generate the energy yeah and and it goes exactly um with this part of what you say as i commented before um business and ideas come from our mind originally so they come from the ether and they are aligned to our purpose because otherwise we wouldn't be able to uh, to see them so um, that's also connected to our hearts. So when we start something, we, we truly believe in that. We truly believe in, in, in that as, as, a, as a something that will make a difference in, uh, in, in the world and, and as a something that will help others. So for me, it's absolutely important, regardless of the point where your business is, if it is starting or if it's already successful, to take this time of contemplation every single day to revise if the values you were living with are the values 
with which you start that. So if you're living in alignment, in congruency, and in, co in, in cohesiveness to what was originally the idea of why you started doing something. Mm -hmm. in, and would you give the same advice? Because my next question was uh, advice to that people uh, for something that people can start do that will change their life. So would it be the same thing or would you, do you have something more? <laughs> For somebody to change their lives, I mean, um, I would say it's about like really, really having the courage to dive deep into into your shadow, to go deep inside and, and, and be, I'm not going to say fearless, because fear is something that it's helpful, that it's helpful, it's a tool that we can use to, uh, to discover ourselves. But I would say, uh, take your fear, embrace it, and even with fear, dive deep into the darkest places in your soul because this is where uh, you can find your true light and when you find your true light i i think uh, that's exactly when you um, can or be able to start living the life that really resonates with you and, and, and that will make you happy at the end regardless of whatever is happening outside Yes, beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. Where people can find more about you, how they can connect with you? So the best ways um, are Instagram, of course. Uh, so it's at Alex Reyes Ortiz, just uh, my full name. Uh, my website, uh, which is available, same, uh, same thing, www.alexreyesortiz.com. Um, and yeah, Facebook, same thing. So, but basically, those are those are the ways. I'm constantly um, giving workshops online. I do one-on-one -on -one sessions, and I do consulting for corporates as well as um, small small ventures, small startups, um, or people with ideas or, or trying to reorganize or, or make these changes to their lives. So yeah, I'll be happy to help. Yes, thank you so much. Um one last question do you want to add something from yourself to summarize our conversation do you have something to add yeah maybe maybe regarding what is happening in the world right now i think we are immersed now in a in a quite complex uh, situation um, which demands of us lots of of presence and lots of awareness and lots of um patience and openness to learning we're in a process of changing and and that's and that's for true so i would recommend highly to be patient and to be perseverant and to keep on following your dreams and and to learn to have your boundaries and say no to what it's not working anymore for you and to say yes to new things when you uh when you lose some things uh you gain some others when something is take, taken away from you, uh, what you gain immediately is a space and room for something else, something new to come in. So be clear and be very specific and be very aware of what is it, the new things that you are allowing in your life to come in. Yes, beautiful, thank you. I heard that the universe has only two answers for you. Yes, or I have something better for you. That's so right. <laughs> there is no no, basically. That's right. If you just don't get what you think you want, it means that the universe is just uh, preparing something better. My, my grandmother says, sometimes you win and the others you learn. Yes, that's <laughs> also a good one. Thank you so much for being a guest. It was, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. And thank you for having me. And thank you all of you who are out there listening to my voice. I hope that really these words resonate with you and I'm at service, so uh, don't hesitate if you want to contact me. Um, my information will be available. Sure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Body is a Temple. And I really look forward to hear your comment about this episode. If you want to help me to keep going, if you want to support me, that's the easiest way to do that and it means really a lot for me please reach me on my social media under at carry that life that art it's k-a-i-r at the beginning from carry 
uh, that's the easiest way to just send me your comment and tell me what did you get from this episode uh, did you um, or are you planning to apply something of what from what we are talking about you can also send me an email it's also very simple it's kari.life.art at gmail.com and of course if you want to support me in other ways uh, you want to become a partner or become a sponsor you can find the paypal link in the show notes of the episodes or you can also use the links of the sponsors that i am talking about at the very beginning so uh, purchase my courses or use the promo codes of the sponsors because i truly believe in all the products that i'm talking about and that i am uh, working with others as a sponsors and i would not recommend you something that i i just do for uh, some financial benefits if I would not uh, have in my heart a true belief that this is something that your health will benefit with. So thank you so much one more time for listening and make your life art, enjoy your day and get ready for the another um, episode of Body is a Temple in the next week. That was Carry Life Art and you are listening to Body is a Temple podcast. Mm-hmm.